Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. The DBN Network. Browns fans talking to Browns fans. So they end up covering the spread anyway. Not that really matters. It certainly doesn't matter to me uh, in any meaningful way. But I know there were a lot of people that were probably sweating bullets there at the end when uh, Kaiser's final pass was uh, intercepted by Slay. With I thought you know kind of a poor performance there by uh, Col- or, um, Lewis to uh, go up and, and fight for the ball in that you know in that kind of a moment you need the guy to go up and make a play um, and he did not not that that was you know I, I always say this there's it's never just one play or that that turns the game it's it's always I mean if there was then it's the you know obviously it's the 14 points well you don't know what type type of swing it would have been but it looked like we had converted a first down with a pass uh by uh kaiser so it's a tie game at that point 10 10 and looks like kaiser converts for a first down to devalve and then just a, a terrific i mean this is unfortunate right i mean sometimes a player just makes a, a great play and that's what ended up happening there is it just rips it out of the valve's hands and then is able to get up with the ball before being touched down and runs into the end zone, which just, I mean, now that was a killer, but that didn't kill us. I mean, they still you know, went right down the field after that and then had, you know, the the other you know that was that was the significant thing and that's not you know the only thing that uh, that led to the loss today to the Detroit Lions uh you know right after that we're down there we're at the end and this is always where you know Kaiser's throwing interception usually is how it's gone down this year with we have the ball it seems like we have the ball down in the red zone at the end of the first half like every game and something happens to screw it up and the thing that happened this time to screw it up was that uh, I mean in the first place Kaiser makes pass to the to the uh, to the sideline or to the um, edge of the end zone to the sideline of the end zone to uh, Ninjoku who's unable to come down with it he gets you know he catches it but he is only able to get one foot in bounds and on the ne- and then you know we we end up going for I, I, it's I mean it's it's a very I mean, I saw people complaining about the the officiating at the end of the first half, but really, I don't understand when you've got you know 19 seconds left why you're going for a quarterback sneak 
when you're. I mean, you got you got to pass the ball there. You got and it's the the play is if it's open, hit it. If it's not, throw it out of the the back of the end zone. That's that's what you got to do there, in order to preserve at least. Then you go down uh, four points at worst. But no, we get nothing because the clock runs out because of once again poor clock management, and that is a very legitimate complaint against um, Coach Jackson, Deshaun Kaiser, whoever you want to put the blame on certainly i would say uh coaching staff more than than anything else uh, um as far as stuff like that goes down but then the team comes out in the second half immediately goes down scores a touchdown gets the ball back goes down scores another touchdown it's like, all right the team takes control of the game but then <laughs> you know that's the thing is that there would be you know good plays and, and performances by players um and, and i probably shouldn't get too far uh ahead of the actual sequence of things that that happened i mean early 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 in the game was you know really good defense nice pressure early on with uh agba and garrett who uh garrett had kind of a mixed game uh, he's a, you know he, i understand he's a first pick overall and you can you know the obvious uh talent with him but uh he's a rook and had a rookie game and like plenty of guys had a rookie game or a second you know a sophomore game had that happen um but early on the defense was able to you know it was stout and we're able to you know when we come out and hit a big plate of sammy Coates, who saw that coming you know i mean that was you know, that, that's kind of nice and and kaiser overall um looked good early and i would say look good you know really the whole game uh all the way to the end where again he throws that pass at the end that gets picked off but i think that uh it, you know probably should have been fought for you know a little bit um but i mean he had he had it going on. He gets, you know, another rookie mistake is Njoku, you know, doesn't get a, uh, a, a chip on the guy that's r- free rushing when they got seven guys into a pass block. Free rusher comes in and it ends up knocking Kaiser out of the game. And then, you know, Cod comes in. And at that point, I knew basically the game was over. I didn't realize that that uh, Kaiser was going to come back in. I just kind of thought that he wouldn't at that point. Like I figured that uh, Jamie Collins wouldn't come back in. He makes a great play early on. Uh, getting the interception gets up tries to make a play and ends up getting his knee twisted around and i wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't come back this year he did end up walking off the field but you know it's just it was just one of it was really a nasty looking play around his knee and you know i don't not trying to jinx anything certainly i would love for him to come back because i think that you know we had we had a lot of problems today with them just ripping huge chunks of yardage uh off the ground against us which was on which is unusual uh, against us this year but uh, you know, Collins being Jamie Collins being out of the game at that point may have uh, made a difference. It certainly made a difference when Kaiser went out of the game. You notice how the the pressure was instantly much worse when Kessler was in the game as opposed to when Kaiser both was in the game before him and then came back in. When Kaiser comes back into the game, he all of a sudden the pass rush, the pass, the the, the protection is much better, uh, and it's really just because of the way that he plays quarterback and his ability to navigate the pocket. And I think that uh, that really is the headline of the game from Brown's perspective. Uh, yeah, we lose uh, the game. Uh, a game that was, you know, within our grasp, could have won. I think that if you really watched it, you, the game that we could have come away with, that we didn't is not a big surprise, both, you know, with the expectations, the expectations going into it and also, you know, watching how the whole thing materialized. You make enough mistakes against good teams, and Detroit, while not being a top-tier team, they're still a good team. They're better than us. And when we're going against a team that's better than us, which is just about everybody, but we're going against a team that's that's you know better than us. Then we can't really make a lot of mistakes, and we made you know our you know our fair share of mistakes. 
but uh, but we also made some plays. You know, that's the thing. There was some um, there there were there there was some um, really nice individual. I, I think got to take your hat off to Kenny Britt today for the most part. Uh, you know, I, I, he's had he's he's been righteously criticized for a really really lackluster overall performance in 2017. As I say, justifiably, I'm not trying to you know um, in any way uh you know justify or whatever you know anybody's criticism or or i should say um denigrate or 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 cr- criticize anyone's criticism I don't, I don't have a problem if you've had a problem with kenny Britt because he's deserved all the criticism that he's gotten to this point but today he you know he showed up and he played well and he made a really nice play for the touchdown and he you know he to my to my eye and you know i have to go back and look at it you know uh with the coach's film to see if it was deceiving and so well for the most part it looked like he was out there and he was playing hard uh kaiser and then you know kaiser had you know one of his best days you know and up until that uh, that interception at the end it was a really good statistical day for him not that that necessarily matters and i really i don't care about that sort of thing but the, just the fact that he would have a game where he had more touchdowns and interceptions would be kind of a nice you know uh, mile marker for him, but he's a rookie, and even the 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 you know the stuff at the end of the game, you know the last drive of the game before that interception, he, he converted four, three fourth downs. You know that's you know that's just the kind of stuff that you know it's a development year for him. It's a it's a uh, not a, a great year for the team. Um, I I would think that you know a game like this where you know you have that that uh, return for a touchdown. You've got the the missed points at the end of the first half, and then you've got just you know a couple of blown play, you know the Ebron pass uh, late in the game. You've got and like I say a couple of just busted uh, plays in the running game where all your you know this running game the run defense has not it hasn't just been a mirage. I mean it's been legitimately good all year long. In fact, it was a half of I'm sure this went down after or went up after today, but half of a yard per carry better than the rest of the league uh, coming into today. And you know, again, I think that it may have to do with uh, possibly Collins, um, I, or may have it, probably more likely is that it was just better scheme by Detroit to uh, take advantage of our you know probably aggressively. Uh, defending against the passing game because you know that would be seen you know for obvious reasons as the the more legitimate threat against our defense because you know this was this was not even nobody even thought that Detroit would be able to run the ball again like they would even try because they usually don't they don't run the ball (laughs) very often pardon me and they when they do run it they uh they're they're not terribly great at it so they go up against us where no matter even if you're good at running the ball we're usually really good at shutting you down and of course they're able to rip up uh, yards in, in big chunks against us and what's a little frustrating about this and I'm only going to say this um, a little as I don't I don't like to complain about uh, officiating but there was definitely a couple of moments here where uh, on, when we're on defense and it's like all right there looks like the guy got hold got, got held there and it's not called. But then on you know when we're we're up at this point ten to three and Kaiser completes a big pass to Kenny Britt which if I had it, give us a first down I think inside the twenty or the twenty five and it gets it's called back on a holding penalty on DeValve a tough game you know but that and the uh, the, the the fumble which is really I mean you'd like to say that you know 
you got to do a better job of hanging on to the ball if you're DeValve. But really, more than that, more than that, than that statement is true that you got to do if you're DeValve, you got to do a better job of hanging on to the ball. More than that statement is true is that it was just a really, really great defensive play. Sometimes, you know, sometimes the guy just gets you. Sometimes it's just a better defensive play. And again, I'm not trying to make, you know, excuses for anybody. Um, he, he's got to hang on to the ball there. But, you know, sometimes a guy makes great play. And then when that happens, you just, you know, you get what you get. And what we get out of that was, um, you know, seven points that they, they get off of us. And we, therefore, um, you know, or I should say after that, you know, after that happens, we, you know, don't get three, at least three points that we could have gotten really, you know, could have got seven, you know, going to the locker room tie in a game that we end up losing. Then at the end, you know, you know, you know, and you don't know how it's going to turn out. You know, if it, if it, if it, things hadn't gone the way that they did, you don't, you know, you never, you never know. <laughs> it could have been totally different. Right. Well, that's, that's the whole point. Uh, but certainly there are opportunities. And uh, as I watch this, it's nice to see that the Yams have uh, made a couple of nice plays on the Texans. Uh, but uh, you know because that's what the season's about now when the Browns lose it's also about the Texans losing because uh, you know we got those draft picks to look forward to and that's you know the, the, the biggest the ultimate takeaway when you come to a game like this alright sucks that we lost could have won this game didn't really hurt our you know that first pick in the draft but that first pick in the draft now not that that's what you should be concerned about. Not that I, I would have traded a win against any of the teams we played this year uh, for that first pick. But hey, it's not a bad consolation prize, especially looking at the the quarterbacks that are going to be available. But I think that it's really you know today's performance by Kaiser is reason to be optimistic because he really looked. First of all, the offense didn't look like it was uh, watered down, but uh, he was still out there making plays. He was still out there uh, and making, you know, big boy NFL throws. He was out there uh, you know, reading the defense, going, you know, next level, and, and didn't make any mistakes and made a couple of really nice throws. I mean, that pass to DeValve that really could have been, should have been a touchdown that he turned into a touchdown a couple, couple of plays later, that was gorgeous. A couple of nice deep throws, one that Lewis could have caught but dropped. And and that's another one, again, not, not trying to complain here, but when we're getting called for some seriously ticky-tack stuff in a situation like that later on in the game, you know, it'd be kind of nice if the, the when the guy is... Look, at I, if, if you're beyond the line of scrimmage, from what I understand, if you are touching the guy, then it's illegal touching by the defense. Well, not only was he touching him, he was grabbing on his bicep as he's trying to catch the ball. How is that not interference? Whatever we didn't get those calls today, and that's you know that's that's not why you lose the game. Again, it's not it's not any one reason. It's a whole bunch of stuff, and we're not good enough at this point to overcome. I mean, all the all, all the other stuff that you know the missed tackle on uh, on the third down play by uh, Kindred. No, by I'm sorry, by uh, by uh, Breon Body Calhoun, where he uh, had, totally. I mean, he had him, and and who knows? They may have gone for it on fourth down anyway. But he had him. He had him dropped. He had him stop for at least it would have been a fourth. I mean, he ends up, you know, uh, missing the play. Peppers, I'm going to have to go back and watch. I didn't see him obviously give up a touchdown today, not to say that it didn't happen. He did make a very nice – it was probably his best play of the year, really. came up and just um, stuffed a uh, 
a, a completion. It was, you know, like a five-yard play where usually the guy cuts up and gets a couple of extra yards, you know, leans forward for like two, three extra yards, yards, which would have set up a third and really short. Instead, Peppers came up and made a really nice tackle, exactly the type of play that uh, we were hoping to see when we drafted him where he came, he came up quick and it wasn't a play where because he hit him so fast and he went down with such force that usually you expect a flag to come out but then when you look at the replay he didn't spear him at all he hit him totally with it it was it was uh, all just a a very um a good tackle just a very good form tackle that he made and i've been very you know peppers has received a lot of righteous criticism for his terrible play this year but that was a nice play uh, that he made today uh, but you know, again, it wasn't enough. The the mistakes that are made, um, you just you know not enough to overcome them when you give a good team like uh, the Lions, you know, extra shots, and then you give them you know free plays like, um, you know, plays like the one of Marvin Jones where he catches the ball short and then turns up field and gets, you know, and those are the types of things that you know we score that touchdown and then that play happens like oh yeah now we got to stop these guys. and they go down bam 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 three plays in our end zone. And they did that a couple of times. Uh, obviously, the defense is, um, you know, it's made some strides in some places this year. Uh, I, I think that that's fair to say. But, you know, in a lot of the metrics that are important, certainly giving up points, you know, the, all right, you give up the touchdown, which was a defensive touchdown, but they still give up 31 points today, even if you take that away. And, you know, that wouldn't have been enough uh, for us to overcome because we only scored 24, obviously. Even if, even if, even if, you know, that's 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 already accounting for uh, for all of that. So, you know, I mean, we lose a game again. We could have won. But, you know, there, there's there's things, you know, like like every game, there's things about it that you can look at. And, you know, 0-9, I know that uh, for a lot of people it's, you know, it's time to get the uh, the pitchforks out. And because, uh, you know, I know it's it's now like, what, 1-24 or whatever. I, I get it, you know. People want, well, you know. I would have wanted the win today, and I was, but I, I went into it thinking that there was going to be a much. I, I thought we were going to lose by thirteen. We lost by fourteen. All right, and I, it was about, you know, like I, I like we were going to be about the most focused and most organized we've been all year. Um, but we would just, you know, there would be a couple of plays where we would just be inexperienced. You know, this is something that I think Hugh, as much as he deserves a lot of criticism for. Certainly, certainly his in-game management. I think looking at the way Kaiser played today, which we'll get back to here in a moment, he maybe doesn't deserve as much criticism about his handling of the quarterback position as he gets kind of as a default position on the, on the part of many. Um, and, I, and I think depending how how Kaiser responds to all of this, it would have been valid. Uh, or, or perhaps is valid, but d- to my mind, you know that that's, that's still uh, an open question. But certainly the in-game management, yeah, oh yeah, that's 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 that you can you can question that all day because there's a lot of questions there. Um, he's he's you you've, it's every every week it seems at the end of the first half there's some kind of issue that better coaching would have you know led to us getting points or not allowing the other team to get points on us. And in a game, okay, we lose this game by fourteen, but you know, yeah, it was it, it was a lot closer than that. I mean, okay, now we, it was what it was. You know, we were we were. Uh, I think the line was uh, ten and a half or eleven. And we lost by fourteen. Okay, so you know, the people that bet on this professionally, the people that put some real skin in the game here, they they had it about right. 
about what and we are you know we are what our record says we are but i mean i think that you could see that there's i'll tell you there's um a lot to be uh to be encouraged about with respect to um the way that deshaun kaiser played he gets hurt on that play and he misses a whole bunch of plays and then kessler comes in and just doesn't look good and by the time kaiser does come in we're down by by uh, two touchdowns it's late in the game he drives us down has that one drive but you know unable to finish it off with points uh, which is unfortunate but you know a lot of the problems that he's had this year he, he really you know his his ability to move up in the pocket he's gotten so much better at that um and, and again looking at the difference in the play of the or at least the the perceived performance <coughs> pardon me of the pass protection when kaiser's back there it looks a lot better you know it, he he looks it looks the offensive line looks like it's performing a lot better when uh, kaiser is back there as opposed to when kessler's back there kessler's back there and it's just you can count on us giving up however many sacks it was we gave up today i bet half of them if more if not more were when uh, uh kessler was in and that's just you know that's 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 just that's just his deal that's just the way that he is and uh but you know whatever that's that's why he's not a starter and you know apparently hogger is still hurt and maybe there's you know maybe he gets he deserves another shot uh at at a backup role if uh something but because it looks like with him being out as long as he's been with that uh with whatever it was that he's out with uh it may have affected him in that houston game and why he looked as bad as he did in that houston game but nevertheless uh, kaiser was not the reason that we lost the game today uh, to the extent that we, he missed time, it's it's just really unfortunate that Njoku just whiffed so so thoroughly on that block. Which, by the way, may be a reason why you know people have been have been complaining about why he's not on the field. Maybe that's a reason why you know he hasn't been out on the field, hasn't been in as many snaps because he's you know he does stuff like that or has you know he's had you know he 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 had another you know kind of a rough game today. Our young tight ends made some plays, but also were you know. Um, uh, disappointing in in other ways, uh, which is you know which is unfortunate. The, the wide receivers, other than Lewis, uh, who, you know, who had his customary couple of drops for my, you know, I think I think maybe it was just one, but just seems like more because it always. You know, Kenny Britt played good today, played well today. Uh, Rashard Higgins, you know, he made he showed up, made a couple of plays today. Uh, that was nice to see. We, uh, you know, we got. Um, some really good play out of both of the running backs both uh isaiah crowell and duke johnson uh, i think we ran the ball for like over 200 yards a lot of that was kaiser himself uh kaiser able to you know make a lot of uh plays with his legs which you know not something that you look at as you know something that you want um to have to rely on with your quarterback but if he can he can offer it especially in a you know a rookie year like the one as tough as uh, kaiser has had that for him to be able to to lean on that a little bit anyway and make some positive plays on it and, and ultimately positive plays for the team to you know hang in there keep drives alive that uh for more often you know than not we're finished in uh points you know today that's you know it's a sign of progress i think overall kaiser looked like he progressed as an NFL quarterback, he's still you know 21 years old. He's still uh, playing his first year in the league, and it looks it looks really does to me appear that he has from the first week of the year up until now. It looks like the game has slowed down for him a little bit, and as things get you know better overall for the team. Okay, you know Britt played better today. We're going to get Corey Coleman back. We're going to get Josh Gordon back. Um, you know if. 
the defense can you know can cannot uh, have these you know these moments where uh, they, they just give up these large chunk plays because you know realistically the offense played well enough um, you know except for you know not getting three points at the end of the half and then having that play by you know where it's a negative where it could have been you know that's another one if that doesn't if that play doesn't happen then you know take the take those points off the board for Detroit and if we put three on the board because we converted that into a first down and, and that play ended in a field goal. Uh, conservatively estimating, then it could have been, you know, I'm just saying, game could have been a lot different than it was, um, and, and the 14 point deficit. Yeah, you are what your record says you is. The score is what it is, but you know, it's not. You know, the team the team looked better today. The team performed um, at a level that could have won this game. It's just you know, it, it didn't work out. But I'm not really, I'm not coming away bugged out too much about it because I'm just not. I'm, I, I, I've long ago kind of given up on this year being one we're going to see a bunch of wins i'm convinced that we're not going to see you know uh only uh one or certainly no wins and i'm thinking you know i'm thinking two <laughs> i'm thinking maybe three um <laughs> it just wasn't going to happen today but it'll happen this team's going to get it together you've seen you've seen flashes of it you've seen flashes where they they get it together you know and if they, if they, if they don't have those those holding plays and if they don't have the you know the the strip that gets uh you know run back the other way and and that stuff you know if we it's definitely going to be uh interesting if uh, collins is out for any amount of time uh you know because he was you know that defense really looked good to start the game and you know he's obviously an important member of it he walked out off the field uh, of his own and uh but did not come back at any point and you know we have you know Schobert was in there burgess played quite a bit of course he was hobbled a little bit later on as well um you know, it's just that it, that that that's a tough thing to have happen. And of course, Kaiser was hurt, came out of the game. That hurt as far as the um, you know the the play of the position because obviously, obviously, I, I mean, I really there's I don't think there's any reason at all to I mean. <laughs> Kessler comes in as the backup. That's supposed to be the guy that can come in and give you a spark because the defense hasn't seen him, right? I think it's clear that Kaiser is the preferred uh, choice to uh, Kessler. I, I right? I mean, it looks to me, it looks really obvious to me. And maybe Hogger looks a little bit better, but yeah, but, but Kid Zeppelin looked good today. Kid Zeppelin, I don't want to beleaguer the point, but he he really, you know, I mean that again that that play where the, it was a turnover return for a touchdown. You know, he did everything right there. You know, he, he dropped back like an NFL passer. He stepped up. He went through his progressions. He throws the ball on target to the tight end who has enough room to turn up and get a first down. Yeah, I mean, the, the cornerback makes it just a tremendous defensive play and just a, just a, just a tremendous football play overall or just a, a hellified play. Um, and so that, that happens, and that's really unfortunate, that, you know, when that happens. But, um, you know, the team still came back. They fought back. They were in this game really up until uh the very end and then you have that sequence uh you know late where you know we're down by seven they got a third and pretty long and it's third and long enough that if it's an incomplete pass they're probably not going to go for it they may try to kick a long field goal which they probably would at that down because i'm talking about late in the game and in uh Schobert gets a sack but miles garrett had jumped off sides that then allows us to, uh, you know, swiftly, you know, give it back to them. And they get, you know, again, the touchdown to Eric Ebron later on. And that was basically the dagger, uh, which happened later in the game than, in, you know, 
you know, the, the, the dagger, you know, a lot of times happens earlier in the game for us. So, hey, you know, <clears throat> lose, a, uh, lose a game that we were in, that we had a shot in, and uh, that's unfortunate. But, um, you know, I'm not feeling too bad overall about the team. Um, it's, it's, you know, there's going to be days, and I was getting to a point earlier, and then I got, uh, you know, then I got side, sidetracked by my own rhetoric, as happens, and people like to point out, and uh, I would say laughingly and lovingly so, um, that Hugh has struggled, he's made some bad decisions, he's been, you know, in many ways a bad coach. Um, and this is not me. I, I, I say all of that. Immediately, I have to follow that up with. That doesn't mean that I want him replaced. I don't. I still very much 100% hear me. I want 100% for him to be the uh, head coach and for Sashi to be coming back next year as the uh, general as the G. I want them to, to hang together, and I want this to hang for at least at least one more season. Actually, I want it to be for the next 20 years, uh, longer than that. But. <clears throat> Definitely, definitely, definitely. There's not a doubt in my mind. Even though um, he's had you know a, a bad year and I had another bad game today. Uh, at the same time, I, I think that the guy needs to get some some credit for. Uh, it's not just that Kaiser is a young quarterback that's going to make mistakes. I mean, he's got young players at every position group that are just making mistakes, and it's been in every game, and it was in this game again today. And it's been, you know, mentioned in Joku a couple of times, Telford the tight end. See it with, you know, our, our a guy gets hurt, you know, linebacker gets hurt. Now we have younger guys in there that are playing um, at, at, in a, an important position that they're, you know, that's that's just such a downgrade, you know. And, and I, I really think that that contributed to a lot of the problems we had defensively. Uh, but there was, again, there were still some, some positives in this. The fact that we were able to run as effectively as we were. And a lot of that was set up by... Of the passing game. This is probably our best offensive game overall of the year. I know that against Indianapolis, we uh, scored more points, but just in terms of of you know Kaiser, uh, and maybe that's the 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 difference is playing in a dome. Uh, Kaiser seems to do well, but he just I I, I really am excited about what it, the rest of the year is going to look like with him playing because today really looked like a step forward to me. Today really it really looked to me like he you know did a lot more than just did a lot of good thib. It looked to me like he uh, he 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 took a step a legit step forward as a quarterback in the NFL. And hey, you know we've we've talked a lot about the guys that are going to be available um, in the draft next year. Uh, I, I've really really come to like uh, Baker Mayfield, affectionately known herein as Bayfield. <laughs> spelled about B A E. It's just per- it's really is just perfect. But uh, Baker Mayfield is a guy that I am really high on. Uh, oh, you know, I was thinking of this. Galladay, Kenny Galladay makes a, a big big play against us in a, in a big moment. Uh, and that was a guy that I really really, you know, I remember going to the Chow last year. I'm like, hey, this guy, Kenny Galladay. I think he was from like Eastern Michigan, but um, I was like, man, this guy. Take a look at him. People are like, no, oh, man, you're stupid. Which, I don't know, they may have just been talking about just in general, but I thought they were specifically talking about, yeah, but then he goes and makes a big play against us, so you see, there you go. If you guys would just listen to me, huh? Right? Draft the guys I tell you to draft. We would have taken Mahomie, which means we probably wouldn't have Miles Garrett on the roster. But, you know, and even with, uh, you know, Garrett having his struggles today, I think that he ultimately did... Uh, more good than bad. He's a rookie too. He's a he's a guy that I think you know he he, he, had, he had a screw up. 
Um, Emmanuel Ogba, somebody was complaining about him. I don't, I don't about him not being enough of a pass rushing force. I don't know how you can really look at Ogba and not be just thrilled with what we're getting production-wise out of that position that we drafted number thirty-two overall. Um, with with him and Garrett, you know th- that's that's only going to get better. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's definitely issues with this scheme. I think that are causing uh, a lot of these wide open occurrences. You also got to give credit to uh, you know Matt Stafford; he's a good quarterback. Uh, and we gave the Lions a lot of extra a, a lot of extra chances, and that's that's kind of the that really to me is kind of the overarching thing. We're we're not we're not a good enough team to you know, beat really good teams generally speaking and we're probably not a good enough team to beat you know bad teams and certainly not you know average teams when we give them you know additional opportunities which is what we did today um not only giving them and not only giving them additional opportunities but snuffing out opportunities of our own and that's you know that's uh, that's that's kind of been the uh, the story of the year so far but hey you know uh, Kaiser looked good, and that's that's something to be encouraged about. And whatever the future is going to hold, um, you know, having having him look good, even if we lose games, you know, that's that's a pretty good it's a pretty good thing, uh, you know, to have just as a, an evaluation point as we head into, you know, and if we were to go zero and sixteen, which I really don't. You know, I'm, I'm not suggesting that that's going to happen. I don't think that's that's going to happen. I really, really hope that doesn't happen. Of course, if that did, if that were to happen, I would pretty much sew up number one pick. But I really wouldn't want that uh, to have to go through that uh, just for that ignominious uh, honor. I, I would also, um, if that were to happen, I, I think that Hugh might quit. You know, after the whole jumping in the river thing or jumping in the lake thing, which he already said he would do for another one in fifteen. And, you know, we're staring down the barrel of it again, which is unfortunate. Uh, you know, if he were to bail, you know, after that, that would be one thing. I don't know. You know, I'd have to look at I haven't seen his uh, postgame uh, presser. I haven't, gonna, haven't tried to uh, uh, jip that and see what he has to say. Uh, I suppose I could do that, but. If that is uh, what in fact occurs, or if, if you know, if he's like, no man, you know, I I, I said I was going to jump in the, you know, and, and actually does it, does like a polar bear thing with the uh, the team, you know, kind of ha ha ha, but I still want to come back and coach. Um, I, you know, maybe at that point Jimmy says, yeah, thanks, but no thanks, we're still you know going to move on with somebody again. I, I I I could see I would be a lot more upset about losing Sashi Brown than I would be about losing Hugh Jackson by a lot, by a lot. Uh, I am very overall pretty pretty pleased with uh, with the way that this roster has been constructed. I think that um, eventually the the right quarterback, whether it's already you know whether it's Kaiser developing or a guy that we're going to be able to pick with the first pick overall, but certainly the amount of draft capital, cap space, the way that this team is situated with the young talent that's on the roster, with that the the, the talent that's going to be added. You know, I think Brown has done a great job of building, rebuilding, really just building the roster, tearing down the old one and building this one up um, in a, such a short period of time. It, yeah, there, there's definitely bumps in the road, and, it, you know, it looks like 1-15 last year and whatever our record turns out, you know, looking like at the end of this year. But uh, even, you know, with that you know being the case, you can see, you know, you could see a lot of this talent 
um, already starting to come through, and more of it's going to be added as more picks and cap space are going to be accrued in future years. You know, this is just this is kind of how the whole uh, process is going to work. And if somebody were to come in and were willing to work within that, but that'd be the thing is that realistically, if we were to finish, I'm, I'm, let's let's just. Uh, I, I don't think this is going to happen. I'm just going to stipulate that right away. I do not think that the following scenario is something that will occur. But if we either were to go 0 and 16 or 1 and 15, because I would say at this point if we were to go 2 and 14 or above, then Hugh definitely should stay. I know that that sounds ridiculous to some people, but that's just you know, and like an arbitrary thing. But I think I, seriously, I think it gets him over the threshold. But if it's 1 and 15 or 0 and 16. And uh, we we had to uh, go with someone else. You know, the argument has been, or the conversation has been, the, the, the debate has been over the years that, well, you're not going to get somebody that's going to want to come here after the way that we cut bait with our coaches because those guys are, uh, you know, they got other things, you know, they got better things to do than to come and waste their careers in, in uh, Cleveland. You know, Hugh Jackson was the best of the guys available the last time around. And if he's going to have his career just spit up and, you know, chewed up and spit out, then, um, you know, then I could see a lot of people, you know, wanting to turn that down. Conversely, there are a lot of guys that we could have hired that would have come here with uh, hindsight basically been confirmed in, in many cases. Uh, so, you know, you have that kind of that, that back and forth. And the fact that Hugh came here the last time is indicative of, uh, you know, or, or in, in some people's minds puts the lie to that notion. I think that uh, a, 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 a distinction with a difference is that the guy that we would want more than likely is the guy that wouldn't come here. So it really just kind of depends on not necessarily who the best guy is, but the guy it is that we would want. I honestly think that Hugh Jackson was a fine uh, coaching hire. Uh, it's also possible that the, the losing and the losing and the losing and the losing and the losing could have broken him. It's, that's possible. I don't know. I'm not making that judgment. I'm just saying that if the, if the season were to break down like this and we were to you know extricate ourselves of him, yes, I think there's somebody out there that we'd be able to go out and get. And here's what is different about our situation is we could really look at it and say, okay, here's the deal, guy. You look at this roster, there's a lot of young talent that's really sewn up in a lot of positions already. Um, you've also got a lot of cap space, and you've got a uh, the first pick in the draft that you can get, and, and so we and we and we've got a young quarterback on the roster already. You don't have to um, be tied to him or tethered to him, but he's there already. You know, he's a young guy. You know, did a lot of good you know stuff. You know, in his rookie year, if, if, if this is assuming that he uh, builds on the performance today. Of course, if he builds on his performance today, then presumably we're going to win some games before the year is out, and a lot of this conversation hopefully becomes moot. But if not, then you could say, okay, we got a young guy with Kaiser, and we got a lot of other young talent on the roster, and you can draft whoever you want, number one overall. I think that if you have a guy that can that can buy into that, and that isn't interested in being a uh, you know a guy that controls the entire roster but just wants to come in and work with what's already here. It can I'm not saying, you know, in our case whenever we have this debate, it's 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 you know, I say okay, when we blow up, we're necessarily going and this is that's that will happen. If we do this, if we fire Hugh, okay, no matter what. All right? This is you know, one of the reasons why I don't want to to do this. But if we fire Hugh, even if we kept Sashi, no matter what. There are going to be players that are on this roster right now that you like that are going to be let go by the new guys just because it will it will happen it will happen 
ipso facto it will happen now um it may be that the that that sacrifice is worth it depending on who the players are certainly but it's just it's just the way that it is now that doesn't necessarily mean that guys are going to come in here and are going to blow the whole thing up it just usually works out that way with us it usually just works out that way that whoever that the plan is when people come in here that they are going to rip the roster to shreds and start over in their own image and so if we were to get somebody where we had a kind of an ironclad understanding look your job is not to come in here and rip this thing down to the studs we already did that and i think a lot of this is predicated on sashi remaining in the job that he's in maybe he hires the guy maybe he hires his own coach and he hires a guy that has the same image of how they're going to run the team maybe that's how this whole thing should work out i'm not suggesting this this is not what i want to have happen but i am saying that if we are going to, if we do have to uh 86 somebody at the end of the year then it's hugh over sashi in my mind and it's not close number one number two if we're going to do that <clears throat> i i would really prefer that we just kind of promote somebody from within i've thrown the, the name Tabor around and i know people find that to be uh, abhorrent for a lot of reasons i'm I, seriously would not be the worst thing to just promote Tabor and uh, continue on with the vision um but you know whatever it, it, maybe al saunders uh, that's a possibility. I think certainly, you know, if you're bringing in a new coach, you're probably going to be getting rid of a lot of the assistant coaches that are there, meaning new schemes, all that. That's just going to be – look, that's just something that's going to happen until, again, which is another reason why I don't want to get rid of you. But we're going to have changing schemes until we stick with somebody for more than a couple of years. And so, you know, the only way that we're going to get better at all these things that we're talking about as far as the continuity issues and young guys making stupid mistakes is by playing in the same system for longer than, you know, in these guys' cases one time. You know, we have new offensive and defensive schemes every year. So that in and of itself is a reason. But I'm just saying, if we're going to do it, if we're going to do it, then all right, fine. We bring somebody else in and they, uh, you know, they take over. And yeah, there's going to be guys that are let go. And yeah, there's going to be some adjustments because of scheme. Um, But if we stick with the guys that are putting the team together right now and continue in that vision, I mean, we got a lot of draft picks coming up. Um, we're going to get a lot of blossoming of the young guys that are on the team right now. I think we're already seeing a lot of that. Specifically with respect to the game today, I think that there you know, was a lot of reason to, um, just because we're Browns fans, to expect a lot of the bad stuff that happened when it did happen. Uh, at the same time, you know, late, late in the game, we, we have a chance you know, to get back in it. And, and, and we're not out of it at all. And I think that a lot of people wouldn't have expected us to be. And I think that's been kind of the progression. You know, we, we kind of hung with the Vikings until, I don't know, maybe the beginning of the fourth quarter. We were, you know, we went into overtime with the, with the, uh, the Titans. Uh, now here we are, you know, deep into the fourth quarter had a, it was, it was a competitive game with the Lions. And, and, you know, those are teams that are all fighting within their division for, you know, playoff spots. So, you know, we, we have hung with those teams. Yeah, we weren't able to come on top, come out on top. But um, I'm just, you know, I'm, I come away from this, you know, when you don't, like I said at the outset, when you don't have, uh, when, or I should say when you have low expectations, then it's, then it's uh, not easy to uh, be disappointed. It's not impossible, uh, but it's not, you know, it's not the easiest thing in the world. And I didn't have high expectations for this game today. I kind of thought that we were going to, you know, play, you know, better than we have in many ways all year. And that's certainly true, I think. But we were still going to end up losing handily, and that's you know absolutely what happened. That it happened because of a handful of uh, you know bonehead plays, some you know a sequence that was aided by uh, the zebras. Which uh, whether it's 
whether you want to call chicanery or uh, shenanigans or whatever, uh, you know, uh, kind of um, criticism you want to you want to have for the way that the officiating impacted the game, both with calls against us and in non-calls against them uh, as the game went along. I'm not even complaining about it. It's just a factor, all right? And when you're a team that is ready to, to overcome and win games, then you, you overcome those things and you win those. And we're just not. We're not, that, we're not to that point yet. When we, we had bad stuff happen, where we're able to overcome that. And like I say, we're not good enough to be able to give other teams extra chances to beat us and because they're going to take those extra chances and they probably are going to beat us and that's uh, that's that's what happened again today. So we uh but but you take the you know the the good with it and I think that there was some positives to it. Again, offensive line with uh, Joe being out for a second game, Spencer Drango in there at left tackle. Again, looked looked pretty good today. Uh, that offensive line doesn't really look like it's like it's missed a beat and it it you know, opened up some some pretty big rush, some pretty big holes in the running game. Uh, the, the the again, the running game did better than it, ha- and that's that's an encouraging thing too. If we're able to get this running game going, uh, if we're able to run the ball like we did today against the Lions, we're going to win some games. Now, a lot of that again was uh, uh, helped by the the uh, scrambling of Kaiser, uh, but that's you know that's that's not not so much of it that you get take away from the significant um, contribution that they had today on the ground. Uh, defense, you know, uncharacteristically bad against the running game. Mentioned that earlier, but you know that that's that's you know they probably weren't as good against the run as they've shown so far, and, and they're definitely not as bad as they were against it today. Uh, and as far as being able to get pressure late in the game, you know, that's something that I think as uh, as Garrett and Agba play you know play together more than you know they're going to get better. They're both young players, uh, both very good players, both very talented players. We're just not there yet. We're just not there yet in a lot of ways. And I know that a lot of people are um, they're they're tired of waiting, and I get that. I, I'm I'm not really tired of waiting. I'm just I, I'm I'm tired of um, just being in this perpetual cycle, and we're still kind of in it. Like while I understand and wouldn't necessarily disagree with the idea of firing Hugh, um, what it means is that we're not going to take any kind of a step forward next year. It just I just because we're we're going to take we're going to have steps that are taken backwards just because that's what happens whenever you do that sort of turnover. We you, know, you see teams that go from worst to first with it's just it's just not just not likely to happen with a team that is this young, and will still be pretty young next year. Um, but we should still we should definitely be better next year. A lot of this talent is gonna is gonna be blossomed next year, uh, and certainly if Kaiser if okay you look at where Kaiser was at the beginning of this year. And look at where he is right now. If we see, you know, and we're at the midpoint, basically. Today was the first game of the second half of the year. If by the end of the season, we were to see, you know, commensurate, you know, proportional improvement, you know, by Kaiser from where he is now until the end of the year. Well, then I think certainly we're going to have some games won at that point. No, probably, I would think. But then if you have that going on, the sort of jump that could be made from year one to year two with a guy that shows that much improvement, and that's a lot of ifs involved, I know. Uh, and I'm not and this is not to say that this is going to happen like this. I'm just saying that there's, you know, there's not it's not all doom and gloom out there. Uh, there was there's a lot of things about today's game that um yeah, it could have been a blowout. It wasn't. Yeah, the final score is disappointing. Um and, and but it was a game that we were in. And so I'm uh 
you know, good. And, and I think that uh, Kaiser getting hurt coming out of the game, the fact that he's able to come back in is encouraging. Um, but, you know, I also think it's a data point for as the season goes along. There's now two games, one the migraine against Baltimore earlier this year and this one today where he had to come out because he got, you know, because he got hurt. And the now of course today, I mean, what, you know, what are you going to do? He gets hurt uh, on a on a uh, you know free runner hit where he's unable to defend himself. Gets taken. Okay, so you know that's that's unfortunate that it happens. But um, if there are more instances of him having to come out of games as the year goes along, then as the year goes along, well, then that's something that uh, has to be taken into consideration. But he did come back in, and again on balance uh, played you know maybe his best game of the year when you look at. How the game was played, uh, you know, the, the type of offense that they played, it was not anywhere near the sort of really watered down, uh, you know, not even vanilla, just really, really dumbed down offensive game plan they did against uh, Tennessee and then again against uh, Minnesota. This was back to kind of uh, more what they were doing at the beginning of the year, and he was running it well. I mean, he was making those sort of uh, big boy throws and progressions and, and, um, <clears throat> was able to also take uh, advantage of uh, running lanes uh, and was able to make a bunch of big plays on the ground. So there's there's lots to be encouraged about with with Kaiser's development. And I think that the best thing you know overall remains that as the team, yeah, today sucks. It was it's unfortunate that we lost, but um, I think that we're still you know we're, we're still going to win a game or two before the season's out. Keep everybody together, and then next year you know you go into the off season, you shore up a couple of positions. Uh, wide receiver has to be addressed, whether it's by the guys that we're going to get later on uh, coming back th- this year, the draft, or in free agency. Certainly the safety position is the exact same thing. Um, or we see improvement from Jabril Peppers and uh, Derek Kindred, among uh, some of the other guys, but I'd really like to see that adri- that position addressed more than, than just kind of hoping that those guys improve. And we've got the draft. I mean, we, we still have uh, five guys probably in the, in the top um, – what no well not probably in the top 65 so that's you know that that's pretty that's pretty big and six if you count our third rounder that we have uh and if, if we were to have the top pick in the draft we would have six picks in the in the, uh, the top 65 so you know some of these positions are going to be just dealt with or we're going to trade those guys picks down which i know is going to infuriate a lot of people but you know if if uh if kaiser continues showing that sort of development then wouldn't that be worth uh, building on from year one to year two, I, but I think you know a good um, strategy and one that kind of looks like would be uh, the preferred upon one is if we end up with the first pick or the second pick that we were to go ahead and take, and and if if Mayfield is there, you know it, it depends. If the Forty ers let's say we finish two and fourteen, the Niners are one and fifteen. You know they've got Garoppolo, but he didn't play enough or didn't play well because the rest of the team. That's a thing, though. I mean, if they were to finish one and fifteen with Garoppolo with with Samich as their quarterback for half the season, does that mean that they definitely wouldn't take a quarterback? I don't know. As some people mentioned, they may uh, you know want to trade that that pick out, and that would be a good move by them. And maybe we should be the ones to do that. Um, <clears throat> at the same time, you know, there's there's a couple of guys. You know, already mentioned uh, Baker Mayfield. Another guy that I love is Lamar Jackson, and a guy that I watched this year was jo- uh, this week was uh, Josh Rosen, who looks like a very solid, tough um, quarterback prospect. And I could absolutely see him being. You know, I, I could see three guys going top ten. The uh, the level of of quarterback prospect it looks right now anyway. Just looking at the preliminary tape, looks fantastic. 
for the 2018 class. But so even if you know if we were if if Kaiser were <clears throat> even if we were to make that same. You know, if at the end of the year, all right, the the sort of jump that we saw in the, if you were to compare today's game uh, to his first game of the year, and you take that level of improvement, and you extrapolate that he improves at least that much between now and the end of this year, all right, you've got that quarterback prospect, and in however many games we end up winning as a result of that, let's say it's two that we end up winning at the end of the year because of that, but. Wouldn't that be a really attractive uh, candidate to spend the entire offseason? Even if you were to draft... See, this is where I think that you could do both. I think you could still, if we had the first or the second pick, you could draft that guy. You could draft either Mayfield, Jackson, or um, Rosen, possibly. And they still sit behind Kaiser, and you see what happens. If Kaiser goes out there and makes the sort of you know jump in improvement that... You know, causes him to be a very good quarterback. Well, then we're going to win games, and if not, guess what? We put our guy that we, you know, it's it's kind of like what uh, the Bears did with Glennon and uh, uh, Trubisky, but instead using a guy that that we brought in. You know, that's this. We got options there. I think if we're sitting there with the number one or number two pick uh, because we had a a two or three win season. Uh, which at this point is looking optimistic. Uh, I mean, for us to not take a quarterback in that scenario really would be, I, I think it would be difficult. I think it would be very difficult to uh, to, to justify. I mean, justify, I mean, it depends on who you're justifying it to. You know, I think, in other words, I don't think that if, if we were to pass, right, or if we were to take a different position with the, uh, the top pick or one of our top two picks because, uh, you know, Houston may not win another game this year. You know, let's say that they finish three and thirteen, and we finish two. Wouldn't that be something if they if they were to not win a game this year? We finish two and fourteen, and San Francisco is able to win four games with uh, Samich at the end of the year, and Chicago was able to win a few with Trubs, and Eli and the boys pull out a few with uh, the Giants, and 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 we end up with the first and the second pick overall next year. Imagine that scenario, and then we don't pick a quarterback. <laughs> That that would cause that would cause everybody to uh, to burn Berea to the ground, um, or or this would be even better. We use both picks on offensive linemen. That would be that would be just the best. I could live with that. Only if we were to also sign Brian Hoyer in the in the off season. All right, I'm getting a little bit silly here as I as I close this out. But look, uh, Browns lose. They uh, now fall to zero uh, and nine on the year. Um, you know, again, your, your level of disappointment has to be calibrated by the the sort of expectations you had going into it. With me, I didn't expect much, so I'm not really all that bent out of shape over uh, how it all transpired. But uh, I think that this team is improving nonetheless. And uh, if you would disagree with me, well, then certainly uh, I don't mind hearing from you in the comment section of the article that corresponds to this uh, podcast here on the DBN Network. My name is Easy Weave. This is Easy Does It. And uh, we, we uh, come to you every week following each game. And hopefully this was uh, somewhat illuminating, edifying, or just, you know, helped you to pass the time by with somebody with a uh, sympathetic uh, voice about... And, 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 you know, series of uh, per- perspectives and uh, agendas when it comes to the Cleveland Browns and us getting better as a team. Um, hopefully it was worth your while. Until next time, um, if, you, oh, if you want to uh, complain directly, you can send me a note, easyweave at gmail.com. Until next time, good luck. God bless. See ya. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation. 
and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seems Smart. It Seems Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seem smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain, or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission, or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart. Most of the time, we talk about tech in terms of a handful of gigantic companies, like Google, Meta, and Apple. But some of the most interesting stuff we find online is the product of a single person. When you're working on your own, I think there's this beauty of being able to come up with an idea and then implement it then in that moment. You don't have to have permission from someone else. There's no red tape. In the Vergecast series, Solo Acts, we'll get to know these people, the tech they use to get stuff done and the obstacles they face trying to compete with the giants. Some people that I talk to and my friends are like, you know, your competitors are Zuckerberg and Musk. Like, aren't you kind of like afraid of that? Every Monday, our friend Ashley Escada will be curating and hosting these interviews and sharing with us what she's learned. I can't believe the McRib locator was originally a tornado locator. Right. <laughs> Pretty wild. Listen to our Solo Acts miniseries now in the Vergecast feed, anywhere you find podcasts. Hello, I'm Neelai Patel, the editor-in-chief of The Verge and host of Decoder, a business podcast where I interview CEOs about big ideas, the problems that come from those ideas, and how they make decisions. It is also surprisingly about org charts. It comes up a lot. We're launching a new limited series that we're calling the Centennial Series, where I talk to CEOs of companies that are over 100 years old, like Xerox, Barnes & Noble, and more. There's no 100-year-old company that's without its struggles, and it's been fascinating to talk to these CEOs about which parts of these companies' history are important and which parts they can let go. A little spoiler for you, if a company is over 100 years old, there's a lot of drama to talk about. It's been a good time. You can listen to the Centennial series right in the Decoder feed. New episodes of Decoder are out on Tuesday, and the Centennial series is out on Thursdays. Check it out. We think you're really going to like it. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts.